Coming to you live, it's San Miguel Talk Story, a bilingual podcast presented by the San Miguel Storytellers and the San Miguel Literary Sala. I was in the magnificent Serengeti. I was standing 20 feet away from two very large, very powerful, but sleeping lions. But let me get back to that. Africa and its animals has always had a real pull for me. I watched all the TV shows as a kid. Most of my best friends had four legs, fur, and spoke a very different language than the rest of us. It was almost exactly a year ago today, I was in the Maasai Mara. It means the land of the Maasai. And you know the Maasai, the very tall, slender, dark people, gorgeous. They wear these plaid cloaks, walk 10, 20 miles a day, tending to their cattle, armed only with a stick. Some of the most dangerous territory on the planet with, with lions and leopards and crocodiles. These people are fierce, very peaceful, but fierce. I got there, I found my hotel room, a magnificent hotel room with no solid walls. It was in a tent. And the greatest thing was you could go to the side of the tent and roll it up and watch all the animals at night. You couldn't really tell what most of them were. They were dark figures ghosting by. So was, was that a zebra or was that a buffalo? I saw a little bush pig run by and I saw a giraffe in the distance walking in the moonlight. That next morning, I woke up with a, a very tall, handsome Maasai man leaning up against a tree. He saw me awake and he says, My name is Nkozikazi. I have been watching you sleep. I think you would make a very fine wife. <laughs> However, I think you would cost too many goats. I said, I'll go on. <laughs> How many goats exactly? <laughs> 10,000 goats. <laughs> oh my God. I, had, I did not want to have anything to do with 10,000 goats. <laughs> he said, but however, I would like to give you a tour of my village. So, I mean, there's only 30 people within 10 miles of here. I figured it's a pretty safe thing to do. So we go to his village, and he shows me their mud huts. They're made of straw and mud with the thatched roofs. And he showed me how they made fire. <clears throat> At one point, Five or six men got together, and they started jumping really high. The Messiah are the ones that jump. And he tells me, the one who jumps the highest is the one who gets the most wives. And I thought, about those 10,000 goats again. And I said, let's change the subject. And I ran the other direction. Towards the end of the tour, he puts this necklace on me, and it's the tooth of an animal. And I thought, I can't wear the tooth of a dead animal any more than I can wear a baby fur seal coat. I'm an environmentalist. I love animals. And he saw my distress, and he grabs me by the shoulders, and he says, you are a single female traveling alone. This is the tooth of a lioness. You will need her power. And indeed, throughout the rest of the day, this power started welling up inside of me. It was overwhelming. It was like I had wires that were too small for the amount of voltage coming through. That night, I didn't sleep a wink. I saw every animal go by, and I knew exactly what it was. That's a zebra, and that's a kudu, and there's a half a mile that way. There's some hyenas causing trouble. In the morning, I could smell bacon cooking from two miles away, and it smelled delicious. I wanted it, and I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I had a flight to the Serengeti, so I called for a taxi. 
And he showed up. He's a nice guy, big, huge smile. We drove towards the airport. Along the way, I saw this little sign that said, airport that way. And he goes that way. And I said, hey, the airport's over there. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Turns the wheel and goes there. Happened again, airport that way. And he goes that way. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Something was up. I could smell that something changed in the taxi. I could smell he was starting to sweat. And he opened the window only two inches. About two blocks from the airport, he comes to a screeching halt, locks all the doors, turns around, says, I want all your money and your passport. <laughs> and I said, I don't think so. His arms start waving, I want all your money and your passport. And I said, I don't think so. He grabs his cell phone and he calls who's sure to be his partner in crime, speaking rapid Swahili. And I chose my moment. I clawed the cell phone out of his hand and I shoved it through the crack in the window. He unlocked the doors and ran for the cell phone. I ran the other way. A cat always knows when to stay and fight and when to run. I got to the Serengeti and I told my driver, I want to go where nobody else is. I want to go sit with the big cats. And we drove 10, 11 miles through this magnificent territory. And we did find this huge tree with two very large, very powerful, but sleeping lions. And I sat there for hours with them. And at one point, one of the, one of the brothers picked up his head and he was smelling what was coming in on the, on the airways. It's kind of like their version of Facebook, what's going on in the Serengeti. He could tell over there there was a leopard that had killed a gazelle and he was dragging it up the tree for his feast. And over here we could hear a half mile away the elephants were crashing through the, the brush. And at another point his brother lifted up his head and the, the wind was blowing through his mane and I could feel it blowing through my hair. And he looked up at me and I tell you there's nothing like a wild lion looking you straight in the eyes and he said, you are my sister. And I said, I think so. I think so. The San Miguel Storytellers is a nonprofit organization intent on bringing back the oral tradition of storytelling to San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. If you would like to make a donation, volunteer, or get more information, visit sanmiguelstorytellers.com. <laughs>